Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. We're talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Blues Booth. Presented by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors, a proud partner of your St. Louis Blues. Find your perfect new floor at our four convenient locations and online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. The Blues set up some golf for their players and staff this week in Charleston, South Carolina, before they come home to open the regular season against the Columbus Blue Jackets. It's Saturday night here on 101 ESPN. Pre-game at 6, face-off at 7. Kerry Davis, Randy Carricker, we head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, and our friend Darren Pang, kind enough to join us as he does every Tuesday. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? I'm good morning. I'm doing fantastic. And uh, no, I'm not in Charleston. Uh, I'm trying to uh, uh, play a little bit extra golf there and uh, so not for us. I was I, wondering, I, I knew you were. I knew you were going to ask me that question. No, hopefully the guy's got a chance to go out and, and play a, one of my favorite courses in Keogh Island, that ocean course that they played the uh, War on the Shore, the Ryder Cup way back in, what, 91 or 92. And and uh, anyway, it's a great spot over there. I'm sure they're having a lot of fun and, and enjoying it. But uh, I was hoping we were going to talk about Patrick Mahomes and, uh, and the Chiefs <laughs> last night, to be quite honest with you. What a game that was. Oh, man. Wow. And... Just so emotion eliciting with the terrible uh, roughing the passer call, and then Mahomes to Kelsey. It's going to go down as one of the all-time great combinations in history, isn't it? Uh, I can I can watch that all day long, huh? all day long. It's uh, fun to watch. They, I don't know, they, they freelance. You know, I think mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yes. That's that's what I like about it is that it's not not all just set in stone, and and you just don't know. I guess you expect the unexpected with those two. I think that's the best way to describe when you're watching on TV. Hey, Panger, one of my favorite things about hockey in the last couple of years, last year and heading into this year, is that we get to see our guy, Darren Pang, on the TNT games. How's your schedule shape up for 2022-2023? Yeah, really good, actually. Um, Again, I'll do like I did last year where, um, you know, Valley Sports has been real good with, uh, with this schedule that came up and... I think they, they're very understanding, knowing, hey, listen, a new national partner comes on board and they, they knock on your door. I'll, I'll tell you this, uh, TNT is uh, their first class all the way. Um, I'm leaving today to go uh, do the opener in Washington tomorrow, um, Boston at, at Washington. So we'll have, uh, you know, uh, Wayne Gretzky will be in the, uh, in the studio for TNT. He's not going to be on as much as he was last year. I think he wants to really cut back his schedule. He's got grandkids all over the place now and much like myself, you feel like you're you're missing out on something. But I think he's um, so he'll be there tomorrow. So I know he's going to do an interview um, in the warm up with uh, with Ovechkin, and uh, you know with that chase that Ovechkin's gotten trying to catch Gretz is a you know all time goal mark. So that makes for a great story during the course of the year. And and then you know then the next game after ours, um, we're going to have the our, our, basically our number one crew is Eddie Olchek and Kenny Albert and Keith Jones, and they're going to be. Uh, opening up in Colorado where they'll have the banner raising. So I think we've got a great night on, on hand, and then we'll start off at, on Valley Sports on Saturday uh, with with, Col- with uh, who we, we got Columbus. Columbus. And then the next game is Wednesday, and that's a TNT game that I'll be doing in Seattle. So then I'll just continue on with the Blues uh, you know, following uh, that game in Seattle. So going to be a busy schedule again. Got to keep my wits about me, and, <laughs> and uh, maybe there's some mornings where I might have a little raspy voice uh, carry on these Tuesday mornings and you'll you'll know it <laughs> <if> I, <could. laughs> I understand it. hey hey Panger um 
uh, Josh Levo and, and Jake Neighbors were sent down to the minors. Does that mean that Torpchenko and, and Logan Brown are, are healthy and, and going to be ready to go, or, or, or what does that mean for the Blues? Well, there's, there's always those precautions, too, you know, money-wise. You see a lot of teams out there, Kerry, that, you know, they just they, they make that move now and, and get them down to the minors. Um, you know, there's no – there's basically, for a guy like Jake Neighbors, I'm, I'm not really surprised, but I wouldn't be surprised either if, you know, game time uh, on Saturday and Jake Neighbors is, is back up here. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. – it's kind of a common play right now. Uh, you save a little cap space, you send them down, you get them a little bit more reps, um, and then, you know, then, then you may be able to recall them. But for Torpchenko, I, I think this is this is says and speaks volumes, Kerry, about his d- d- desire and devotion and, and dedication to get back. That shoulder injury should have, by all counts, left him out of the lineup by at least, at least, I would say, mid-November. And, and some thought maybe December. And so for, I mean, he is just a, he is a gentleman, but he's a horse. Like he is, where do you see this guy up close? I mean, he's six foot six. I bet he's about 235 pounds right now. And he's, he's a man amongst boys sometimes out there. So, you know, so this, this, this is unbelievable news for, for that to happen. And, and the same, same thing, you know, when I look at Brownie, I mean, I, I look at a guy that I thought played really well last year. Like I, I know that he's a skill guy and he was a number 10 or 11 overall but but he showed some gumption and he showed another level of play and compete. So I'm glad that he's getting that opportunity right now and they're giving him that opportunity. So um, those are two big boys too. That's uh, boy you throw them on the same line and uh, that 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 would be one of the tallest twosomes in the NHL. So Panger, you're telling me that Torpchenko is is bigger than Nico Mikola because he looked like <laughs> the largest human being I had seen up, up close on those skates. Nico looked like he was about six eight. I, I just thought he was a, a large human, and Torpchenko is bigger than him. Torpchenko is bigger. Oh than my him. goodness! <laughs> and you know what? He's thicker than him. Like if if um, if um, Mikola like put on twenty pounds. Then he'd be like Torpchenko. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Panger, last year, Robert Thomas had a really good year. Butch Navish had a really good year. Kairou had a really good year. If there's another player, and those are all good levels, but uh, among those three specifically, and if you have another young player that you thought played well last year, but I look at those three, is there one that can take it to even a higher level? Could like Robert Thomas be a 100-point guy? Could Butchnevich wind up being the best player on the team? Is there a young player that can rise to a, like a superstar quality level here? Um, you know, I, I think last year opened up a lot of you know, players around the league's eyes with Robert Thomas. And I, and I know that Joe Vitale and I, you know, had many conversations during the year, and it's that same conversation. Hey, who do you, you know, who do you like going forward? And, and I always thought Robert Thomas. I, I thought that he, he plays a more complete game. Um, can he be a 100-point guy? I think i take the under this year. I, I'll take the under this year because, you know, you go, he's now a circled player. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no David Perron there in the, in the lineup. There's... You know, we're, other teams are narrowing it down to, okay, the, who's the number one centerman? Well, it's Robert Thomas. Who's going to get the number one assignments against him? It's going to be Robert Thomas. He's, he's going to see the Patrice Bergerons now. He's going to see the, you know, the, the elite of the elite defending centermen. Um, but I, I still believe that, that he's the guy for me, and I don't believe he's a 100-point guy just yet. The other guy would be, you know, I think there's a lot of responsibility on Jordan Cairo right now. That's, that's you know, I know the money kicks in next year, but... With that comes 
heavy duty responsibility all the way around. It, you know, like it starts in training camp. It starts, in, you know, it starts with how how you act around the room. It starts with how you you, you back check. It starts with everything. So I think there's going to be more pressure maybe on Jordan Cairo than there is on Robert Thomas. And as far as Bushnevich, I'm not afraid that he had a career year last year. Some people would say that the Blues had a lot of guys that had career years. I think that he's got more to. I think he's got more. So if there's a player that I think even has more than he had last year, I, I think it's I think it's Pavel Bushnevich. That, that'll be my guy. Good call. Hey, Panger, how, how good can this offense be? When you talk about Jordan Cairo, uh, Vladimir Tarasenko doesn't seem to be talked about that much, and he's the top leading uh, scorer from last season. Mm-hmm. How offensively, how how good can this team be offensively? Well, I think I think they're going to be like last year, and that is great depth. I mean, no one had more twenty goal scorers last year. Um, you could throw Brandon Sod on the third line, and he's going to score you 20, 25 goals. Um, Braden Shen's going to slide from the, probably the top left wing to the maybe a third line centerman to a second line wing. Like who knows? But I think when you throw the the top nine forwards in a blender, and you can throw them at any other team, um, and and you get you know nine or ten guys that can score at least twenty goals, then I, I think we're going to be just fine, even without David Perron. Um, and and I believe me, I've, I've got. Geez, I love that guy to death. I'm going to miss him. I, I think he's grown up and to be a real man and a real family man, and and hopefully he does great in Detroit. But I I still think without him, will that will open up a lot of opportunity for other guys. And so for that, you know, maybe Brownie turns into a, you know, maybe he can bang home 20 goals and join that club this year. Or, or if he can't, maybe he can, you know, throw in 30 or 40 assists with given the opportunity. So um, I, I I think I think as we Cut, you know, you cut down a few trees in your backyard and you go, man, I'm going to miss that tree. But then all of a sudden, four or five other trees, they get a little bit more room and they just start growing bigger than they've ever been. And maybe that's what will happen with the Blues without a guy like David Perron. Panger, one more thing. I want to circle back to your game tomorrow night in Washington. And this is really difficult for me to do. And I'm just trying to make an argument. But Gretzky played in an era, half of his career, where every game was 7-5. to Gordie Howe played in an era where goalies' equipment really wasn't close to what it is today. Could I make a fair and reasonable argument that Alex Ovechkin is the best goal scorer of all time? Oh, you could absolutely make that fair assessment. Absolutely. I think he's a goal-scoring machine. And, you know, when he beats Wayne Gretzky, if he does, then he will be the greatest goal scorer of all time. Until then, Wayne is. And even though Wayne would be the first to say, well, I wasn't that great of a goal scorer, I look at him every time and I go, you scored 92, you scored 90, you scored 80. Like, come on, you're a great goal scorer. You know how to score goals. You know how to lure goalies out of the net. You know how to buy time and have more patience than them. So, um, yes, it's fair with the equipment. It's, It's also fair nowadays with all the video, all the preparation, all the zone defenses, all the... You know, we're way more disciplined defensively now than we've ever been, so that means it's been harder to score goals, and the goalies are are bigger, and I would say the goalies are better. And so, yes, with all that being said, I I would put Ovechkin as the the hungriest, true um, goal-scoring machine that's that's ever played. Better than Bossy, better than Wayne. Um, Yeah, I would would say. Um, Gordy's a different, you know, he's just such a different kind of Mm -hmm. player, and for Gordy to score that much. And Gordy didn't play. He could have played a lot longer um, because he went to the WHA. But I'll, I'll tell you who I think would have been the greatest goal scorer of all time if he stayed in the NHL the longest. I think it was Bobby Hull. Really? He, he, he didn't play enough. Like mm-hmm. he, he, he left 10 years on the table, and he, scored, and he still scored 610 goals, if I'm not mistaken. 
So he would be, for me, he would have been the greatest all-time goal scorer in the history of the game. Panger, as always, great stuff. Thanks so much for the time. We do appreciate it, and we'll talk to you next week. My pleasure, guys. Have a great one. You too. See you later.